get your head in the game. And welcome, everyone, to the latest Ball Up Top podcast. I'm your host, Mike. I've got a few things to go over this week, including the Harden deal, which traded in from the Houston Rockets to the Brooklyn Nets. Some of my early season thoughts, some of my disappointments and surprises. And Gilbert Arenas and why he thinks LeBron James is the greatest of all time. But first, we've got an exciting announcement as Ball Up Top's going onto the web. We are going to have our very own website with blogs and other fun things going on. For more information on that, just keep an eye out on our Instagram, which is at Ball Up Top Podcast. And with that, let's just dive into it. The season, been the first 10 games are predictably unpredictable. Um, you've had a lot of teams that were the better teams in the league that, for whatever reason, they could not find their footing. Teams like Miami and Denver, the Mavericks, were all floating around 500 or below 500. Now, part of that has to do with the COVID protocols, and part of it just has to do with the awkwardness of when the season starts. But my thought was, going into the season, is take about the first 10 games, and you can pretty much use those as, I don't know, warm-ups, I guess. And then you'll start seeing teams grow. And that's what happened with the Milwaukee Bucks. They struggled coming out of the gate, and now they're on top of their own division. But some of the pleasant surprises, like the Knicks, Tom Thibodeau has just really excelled. He's He's got those players competing every night. Julius Randle is playing as like an all-star level. The Cavs have become competitive. And as much as I tease Nate in our preseason preview, the Indiana Pacers have looked really good. One of the only four teams in the league that are in the top 11 in both offense and defensive ratings. Sabonis is showing that last year's All-Star was not a fluke. Brogdon looks nice. Like The Pacers are one of those teams that I genuinely try to tune into because they play inside out which is different for this league. I think it's too early to make any, you know, any predictions as to who I think is in the league lead of the MVP. I know that NBA.com came out with their ranking, so to speak, had LeBron on the top and he's played well, but I would have to either go with either Joel Embiid or Joker. Um, I give Embiid the nod due to Philadelphia starting the season so well. Um, Joker is on pace to average a triple-double as a center, which is it was really impressive. So if Denver does get things turned around and he maintains that, he would probably be my pick. But 10 to 15 games into a 72-game season, picks right now are just kind of who do you like and not necessarily who will maintain. The Raptors were a major disappointment. I had them getting into the playoffs, and right now they just have to find their footing. I was really kind of hoping that they were going to be the ones to make the deal for Harden, as they've shown in the past when trading for Kawhi. Like that's a that's something they're willing to do, but unfortunately, it wasn't it wasn't in the cards for them. Miami's struggles have been bad, but Miami's been short-handed. COVID protocols. Like, it's going to be interesting to see if COVID protocols cost teams playoffs, playoff victories, and, and playoff rounds. 
that's got to be a real concern. I mean, I know that the vaccination is coming out and there's people in the process of getting it and thank goodness, but these games that they're losing now are could cost them making the playoffs later. Or if they do get in, what if you're, what if you, what if you're the Lakers and all of a sudden you have an outbreak in the first round of the playoffs and you only have eight players and none of those eight players are LeBron James or Anthony Davis or Dennis Schroeder or Kyle Kuzma. Like, what if you're scraping the bottom of the barrel and you're the number one seed? That's going to be something that the league has to be wary of. The league may want to consider doing a bunch of smaller bubbles at some point just to try to control it because it seems like every day there's two or three games being canceled and they're canceling them two, three, two or three days ahead of time. It's going to be something that it's either going to get better or it's going to get worse. And I know that some of the players are not happy with the new protocols like George Hill and Kyrie Irving. And it's going to be just it's, it's just going to be interesting to see how this plays out, to see how the league handles it, see how the players handle it, and see how the teams handle it. Because on one hand, you want to keep everyone safe and you want to be, keep these guys working. On the other hand, you can't control their lives. You can't tell them, no, you don't spend time with your family or no. You don't go anywhere. You have to just leave it up to them as grown men to decide, like, what do they want to do? How do they want to handle their own personal situations? The Pelicans have been a little disappointing. Lonzo Ball has been not what I hoped, and now he's hurt again. Brandon Ingram's been good. Zion is just improving every day. He's scary. They just don't have enough depth at playmaking. The Mavs have struggled coming out the gate, but they've started turning around. Um, part of that has to do with Przingis being back. So now we're going to go on to Gilbert Arenas, and here's what he had to say about LeBron being the GOAT. I feel LeBron is the GOAT is because during pressure times, he still makes the actual right decision versus what us fans and the public wants him to do. You know, and that's what separates, you know, him from Jordan and Kobe, where if you give Jordan and Kobe those Cavs teams, they wouldn't have made the playoff. They wouldn't have made it to the championship because Jordan would have just averaged 60 and said the hell with it. In general, like, Gilbert says a lot of things that I'm 50-50 with him on. He either I agree with him or I don't. This is one of those things that I don't. I'm going to go to – we're going to start with the 2007 Cavs, which LeBron James was young and he was amazing and they were a no match for the Spurs. But I am tired of hearing how – LeBron never has any help. Oh, well, LeBron could do this, but no one else could do that with that group of guys. That team was ranked fourth in the league in defense. LeBron isn't playing defense on everybody. He's playing defense on a guy. So even if the rest of his players were not household names, they were respectable NBA players that knew how to play as a team. So saying that Jordan and Kobe couldn't go on to that at one of those teams with these other professionals and somehow that they wouldn't be able to draw things out of them when throughout their whole career, 
They've had role players that were not the elite guys. You had the Samaki Walkers, the Stacy Kings, the Scott Williams, the Will Perdue's, the Mark Madsons, the Devin Georges. Like they've played with the same caliber of players that LeBron has played with and won championships with those caliber players. So I'm, I get why Gilbert is saying it because he's looking at how the style in which they played, but what he's not taking into account is all of that changes. You put Jordan and Kobe on those Cavs teams, they're not playing the same style. They're playing a different style. And to be frank, like they were a top four defense with LeBron and, and Jordan and Kobe were both better defenders than LeBron. Now, does that mean they take him to the finals or take him to a championship? I don't know. Like, that's a that's a tall task. That's a whole bunch of what-ifs. And I don't know even know where to go with that. But to say they couldn't is kind of ridiculous. And his other claim of the LeBron always makes the right basketball play. LeBron does. LeBron is a smart, high-IQ guy that makes the right basketball play. But the right basketball play for LeBron James is not always the best basketball play. And it's also not necessarily the right basketball play for a Kobe Bryant or for a Michael Jordan. The fact is, LeBron has a mismatch on every play. At least he did, especially when he was younger. But with Jordan and Kobe... They also had those mismatches to a lesser degree because they weren't the physical specimen that LeBron is. But they also understood that they were so much better than the guys guarding them that they didn't have to give up the ball to a lesser talent. Yes, kicking the ball to Donnell Marshall is the right basketball play. But LeBron James has a one-on-one situation. He doesn't need to kick the ball to Donnell Marshall. That's kind of where the fallout with a lot of the LeBron isn't clutch arguments happen is that LeBron seems to avoid even when he when he has the matchup advantage going all the way there and that's not to say that LeBron is wrong for doing it because there have been plenty of times that he has made the right choice and that was the best choice but it's just an understanding as to why those two sides of the argument conflict in the end, Gilbert has his opinions, and we and I have mine, and, and you should have yours, and everyone should be forming their own opinions. I don't want to form your opinion for you. Gilbert shouldn't want to form your opinion for you. But don't let the media form these opinions for you. Watch the games for yourself. See the highlights. See, understand the game itself. So for Gilbert, I just respectfully disagree. I don't know what Jordan or Kobe could have done with those Cavs teams, but to pretend like they couldn't have been successful just because LeBron was successful, it's kind of a faulty premise. Fellas, let's have an honest conversation. We all want our homes to smell nice. Whether it's because it makes your wife happy, you know, happy wife, happy life. Or because you're trying to create an ambiance, or you're having company, or you just want to relax. And nothing does that better than an urban scent candle. They're 100% natural soy. And it just gives your home that feeling that you're looking for, that scent that you're looking for. 
Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. So check out The Urban Scent at theurbanscent.com. Now let's talk about the biggest news that's happened in the NBA recently, and that's the James Harden trade. For those of you that might not know the details, James Harden was traded from the Rockets to Brooklyn. It's a four-team deal, so I'm just going to go over who got what. As I said, Brooklyn got James Harden. The Rockets got Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, and I'm going to butcher his name, but Rondois Karukas. Sorry, Andy. The Cavs got Jared Allen and Tarion Prince. And the Pacers got Karis LeVert, two second-round picks, and $2.6 million. So let's start with the Cavs first. Um, the Cavs ended up giving up Milwaukee's first round in 2022. So essentially, Milwaukee gave up a very late first-round pick. And what they got was Jared Allen, who's 22. He's going to be a restricted free agent. Very good defender, very long, like really good young asset to have, whether they decide to keep him or trade him. Like he's a very good young asset for them to have. And they got Prince, who is a good wing defender. He's on a two-year deal. It's a very movable deal, around $12 million. Just he's a guy who, who's going to fit in and be productive no matter where he plays, which also makes him like a very good asset to have. He's movable if you need to move him to get something, or if you want to help with him building what you're trying to do because they're a young competitive team. He's going to fit right in. The Pacers traded Oladipo, who was an expiring contract, making 21 million, two time All Star. You know that he was going to ask for 30 million. At least he was, it's a safe assumption. His Last year, rumors came out that he didn't want to be there anymore, but there wasn't a trade market for him. So now then he comes out and says he does want to be there. Um, if you're the Pacers, it's a smart move because it feels like Oladipo said he wanted to be there because he was becoming a free agent, not because he wanted to be there. And what you did was you traded him for a younger guy. The Vert's 26, Oladipo's 28. He's two years younger. He's got three years on his deal that are less than what Oladipo is making now. So they're going to save roughly about $5 million this season. Plus they got $2.6 million for this season. So actually they're going to save around seven to $8 million. And on top of that, he's got two more years on his deal, which means next year if Oladipo is making $30 million and Levert is making $17, you are saving another $13 then. The downside is Levert, during his physical, a mass was fast, a small mass, I should say, was found on one of his kidneys. So right now he's out indefinitely. Um, the Pacers still went with the deal, they're, they're, which makes me think there's no reason they don't think he's going to make a full recovery. He has a high upside. He has a good motor. He can be very aggressive. I think he gives them something that they didn't have before and is a better fit for this team than Oladipo was. All that being said, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to him. I'm sure that he'll be up and running and and shooting that mid-range jumper and attacking the basket before we know it. 
The Pacers also got two second-round picks, one from the Rockets and one from Cleveland, to make the deal work. Which, you know, it's always good to accumulate more assets. Brooklyn got James Harden. Um, it's going to cause some depth issues because they just traded away all their depth and Spencer Dinwiddie was out, already out for the season with the ACL. But they believe he's the piece they need. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with their bench and who steps up and what, you know, if they can sign anybody else, like what they're going to do. But they're very, very top heavy now, where before they were very balanced. But you have James Harden, a former MVP, team up with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So they're going to be able to score with anybody. Which brings us into the Houston Rockets. The Rockets got a lot. They got Oladipo, which I think with the personnel they have in John Wall and P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon, Oladipo plays off the ball better than Harden does. I think that he's going to fit that team better. They got Dante Exum come off their bench. They got Karokas to come off their bench. But they, the biggest thing they got was a, was four first-round picks. All of them unprotected. I stated earlier, one's from Milwaukee. The other three are from Brooklyn. And they got the right to swap four picks with Brooklyn. What they're probably hoping for is that, the, is that towards the end of these picks that Brooklyn is not as good as they're going to be in the immediate future. The thing that I caution with this is Brooklyn went down this road once before, and it's not the same because James Harden is where he is in his career, but he is 31. And so they traded essentially four picks for a 31-year-old and the right to swap for. That's a little dangerous. As you remember, I said Brooklyn has gone down this road before. Last time it was to Boston for Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and Jason Terry. And what it got Boston was Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. So you really have to be careful when you're gambling with so many draft picks. But Brooklyn's all in, and I respect that. They're going, they feel like they have a championship window and they're going after it. Um, I kind of feel like this deal puts them – I feel like they're, they're they're more likely to be a contender next season than this season just because they have a lot of depth issues that have to get figured out. And they may figure them out this year. They may not. But they're going to be able to compete with anybody, and they're going to be able to score with anybody. So it should make them exciting to watch. And going back for Houston, I mean, Houston basically replaced a lot of the draft picks they lost – when they traded for Russell Westbrook. Um, the downside for Houston is this. They don't have really any of their own draft picks. They have a bunch of someone else's draft picks. The freedom of that is they don't need to even think about tanking. They can pretty much still attack the season and try to win because their draft picks aren't going to be really theirs that often. Where they're kind of hoping that the Brooklyn's falls apart. Either way, draft picks are currency. In the end, it's going to be how does 
Harden and Kyrie and Kevin Durant, how do their talents mesh? As good as James Harden is, and I and I and I know he can be a point guard, and I know he's going to fit in, and I know he's going to do what he does. It's still asking a lot for a guy who's played one way for seven years, which has allowed him to maximize his game to then turn around and play a different way. We're actually going to have a um, column coming out on this on the website later this week when the website opens. So hope you take a chance to check it out. Needless to say that Brooklyn became must-see TV. And everyone wants that Brooklyn that Brooklyn Lakers matchup even more now. The Rockets, I think that they're in a better position than they were. I think the Pacers, though they're going to hit a, a small road bump without Levert, like they were already competing at a high level with Oladipo playing sporadically. And Cleveland has got, you know, Cleveland just added more pieces to their treasure trove. They're young and trying to get better. So everybody came up in this deal, which doesn't happen all that often, but everybody came up in this deal. And with that, we're going to call it a show. Remember to follow us at on Instagram at at ball up top podcast or Twitter on at ball up top. We're also wherever, basically everywhere where you can find your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, CastBox, Google, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Anchor. Later this week, the website will be opening up. Check out, check it out. There should be a few articles up. We've got a lot of great plans in the future. Stay safe out there. Get your head in the game.